I think America must see that riots do not develop out of thin air. Certain conditions continue to exist in our society, which must be condemned as vigorously as we condemn riots. In the final analysis, a riot is the language of the unheard. Welcome, everybody, to a brand new episode of the Beta Report. I am one of your co-hosts. I'm the Khan. We got Uno. Yeah, yeah. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? And back by popular demand. The truth is, we can't get rid of him. It's John Hernandez. Ah, you don't want me gone. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> never, never, never. No, thanks so much Senor for John. Thanks very much for out the door. Uh, out the door. No, <laughs> Being with us again, man, I, uh, we, we appreciate it. Uh, Jay is not uh, here, but he'll be here next week. Um, we thought we would do something a little bit different uh, in this uh, episode. We've you know, decided to do something different. We can't ignore what's going on in the world right now. You know, We can't just talk about movies and TV as if nothing's going on. We're actually going through history right now in the world. Things are changing. Things are happening and we thought we'd not ignore it and hit it straight on so um i'm gonna hand it over to uno who's gonna uh lead this part but uh we wanted to do something that would impact everybody yeah and just to kind of reemphasize like what jeff is saying we kind of feel like it would be silly for us to sit here and talk about like tv shows to stream and talk about movies and um wow such a serious we're living in such a serious moment in history right uh, we all, you know, everyone on this pop podcast believes like it's not enough just to say we're not racist. Uh, we believe in, in taking a stand against racism. Um, and in this episode, we want to voice our support for the current Black Lives Matter movement that's um, sweeping the globe, really, sweeping across the nation and sweeping the globe. Um, one thing we want to kind of just let you know up front is we're not experts. Uh, we're not sociologists, we're not professors, we don't have uh, degrees in deep studies. Um, what we're doing here is we're just kind of sharing our thoughts, our experience, and really just kind of sharing and opening our hearts uh, with you guys. Um, so we're just going to dive right in um, and just kind of like opening things up with just like a reflection, you know, how like what 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 uh, reflection on what's going on. And, and Con, man, why don't you go ahead and kick things off and, and how are you feeling? What are you thinking about what's going on? You know, just <clears throat> there's so many emotions, to be honest with you. Uh, anger, one thing, um, yeah. that how, you know, how could this happen or continue to happen, I should say, because it's not the only, you know, isolated, uh, situ you know, uh, incident. But I think the one thing that was, that impacted me the most is, yeah. is how, um, how, how it was, <laughs> I was just there for people to see and no one did anything. That, and that to me was like the one thing that impacted me the most is like, I was even talking to Claudia. Like I, I almost feel like, and, I, and I'm going to be honest, I probably wouldn't do anything just cause you're, you know, afraid at that moment. But yeah, I feel like if I was there at that moment with that, and we'll go into a little bit about the details about the incident with George Floyd, but of seeing a man on the floor asking for her. We have this one cop with his knee on his neck and no one doing anything. Like I was telling Claudia, I was like, I almost felt like if I was at that moment, I wish I could tackle the dude 
And even though I would go to jail, that guy would live. He would not maybe be dead or something. I don't know. You feel at that moment, what could be, what could you have done? Like, what could I have done or something? You know, yeah. knowing that this guy and you know was his life was going to end if if unless somebody stepped in. And so, so that, yeah, I was just like I I couldn't believe it. I was I was angry. I was uh, in a state of shock. Like how yeah how could this happen? Like why isn't it's on video? It's like you could see. Mm-hmm a man's life being taken away from him at that moment. I mean, you could see it. And it's just disgusting. And it's just like, what? You know, and then um, it it was only a matter of time for people's anger to boil over at that point. And, uh, you know, I I didn't expect this to happen, the the riots and stuff. But what I, what I, I, the biggest emotion was anger, right? Because, you know, no, you know these guys, these four cops. No one was doing anything. They weren't even charged. They weren't even. I mean, unless if this video wouldn't have been out, would have they been charged right now? Maybe not. I mean, not yet. Maybe eventually they would. But even with well, the video, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I believe that anybody was capable of doing that. Right. Yeah. It's unbelievable. So I mean, my just anger. That's a little bit. Of, I mean. It's, it's hard to elaborate more than that, but that's the one thing that was going through me. It was just, just anger and disbelief. Yeah, I don't. I mean, think about it. It's been eleven days, right? May twenty fifth is when all this went down. Eleven days. Yeah. And when I start, when I started hearing, you know, we were. I was still, I was still trying to wrap my head around the um, story about the the young guy who was taking a jog in Alabama. Yeah. I'm sorry, in Georgia. Uh, and uh, Ron and, Arbery. Uh, yeah, Ron Arbery. And uh, just wrapping my head around that circumstance, and then all of a sudden this happened. And yes. Yeah. Just being in complete shock, I guess, because, you know, there's a video. That's what I heard. Oh, there's a video. Have you seen the video? And, and I was like, no, but I don't know what I was expecting. I mean, to, to an extent, I think part of the problem part of the problem that I had in my reaction, just in my own self-reflection, was the desensitizing of this issue. We've, we've been seeing it over the years, hearing about it in the news. So I think my initial reaction was like, well, here's another one. But like you said, right, once you actually watch the video, and I kept thinking to myself, man, this isn't some grainy, you know, CCTV little camera on, on the side of something. No. This is like... Full on HD, HD. It's you like, know. Oh my god! And this is like not a movie. This is real, and just to watch this guy over the course of, you know, nine minutes almost, just be so callous and hearing George Floyd begging and hearing all the people around him pleading just for some compassion that he was incapable of doing that during that period and being so nonchalant, hands in pocket, just kind of like, it is what it is. And just watching this man literally expire, die, you know, right before it, you it was know. just, it, it, it just pushes these emotions of anger. And of course your first reaction is to be, is to say cops. I mean, not, I, mean not, I don't think you're, you're, you're human if you don't see that because that's the image you're seeing. But at some point, you have to step away from that and then just start looking at the whole complexity of the issue. 
and the history. And, <clears throat> and it's just depressing. It's depressing that we're still having this conversation. You know, it's, I think back to 1992 and the Rodney King riots, right? And, and just, I mean, we're going on 30 years and we're still having this situation. It's just, it, it really, it's sad. It, it's a sad statement about where we are and have we progressed? And that's the question I keep asking because, you know, you're talking about what, what you would have done if you were there. I think we've all had those thoughts. What would, what would I have done? You know, and God have mercy on me that I, I will never be in that situation because I'd like to think I know what I would do versus what I would actually do. So I'm not going to dwell on, on what I would have done. Now the question is, what do, what do I do now? How do I use my voice? How do I use my influence? What do I do now? And, and that's the question. Yeah, and it's de it's definitely I think a common question that a lot of people are asking themselves, and it's a complex question to answer. Like it's a multi-layered answer because I think this is a multi-layered problem, right? Like it's not just that this it's not that Derek Chauvin was racist and that's it. You know, it's not just that Derek Chauvin was racist and became a police officer. No, that's not it. It's not just it's not just Derek Chauvin himself, but like there's multiple cases that have happened within like the last couple of weeks. Cause we talk about George Floyd, but then, you know, we also mentioned Ahmaud Aubrey, but then there was also Breonna T Taylor. Right. Um, but uh, you know, we'll, we'll dive a little deeper into what, what can we do? Because there's, there are some things that we can all come into agreement. Like, you know, this is at least an action we can take um, before we kind of move any further. I, one thing we do want to say um, is that we are, um, we want to clarify that, you know, we have some listeners who are part of law enforcement. We have relationships with people who are in law enforcement. And I think something that gets misinterpreted or something that like a common misperception is somehow that Black Lives Matter or, or taking a stand. Uh, a, a, equals you know, anti-cop. Correct. Equals Which it does cop. Mm -hmm. So what we want to say, you know, as as a podcast and and to our community of listeners, is this is we, this is not an an anti an anti law enforcement stance. We are pro justice, right? And we believe that you know you know law enforcement is also you know, pro justice, but law enforcement clearly is broken and needs to improve. Both for the safety of, of the community and for the for everybody in the community, because it's not just the the black community who suffers from, you know, uh, a broken law enforcement system. You know, I'm sure if we sat here and talked about like our own personal experience, we could find moments um, where where we've had encounters bad bad police bad uh, law enforcement uh, instances in our life. You know, it, it happens to to you know arab americans asian americans um but we are adamantly uh pro-justice we want law enforcement to do better we're not anti-law enforcement and we just want to make that clear so we've been talking a lot about just uh what you know this instance and i just kind of want to summarize what happened uh in regard to george floyd right so i think one thing that kind of you know led to this moment being so increasing the gravity of this moment, increasing the weight of this moment is what we were just dealing with the Ahmad Aubrey situation, which happened not too long ago. Also the Breonna Taylor incident, but let's talk about George Floyd. So what happened with George Floyd, you know, is that he allegedly paid for something in a store with a counterfeit $20 bill. 
police, law enforcement was called. Uh, there's some CCTV footage, um, and he was, uh, he was handcuffed. He was placed against the wall. Um, he was sat down. He, they made him stand up. Um, there aren't any necessarily clear moments of resistance. I mean, he, the, it's a, he was a big guy, you know, but, um, you know, he wasn't, there, there isn't any CCTV footage of him resisting, pushing, or being aggressive with police officers. He's walked over to the um, police car, and then we change camera, and the next thing we know, we see him on the ground with a police officer, Derek Chauvin, uh, placing his knee on his neck, and he has his knee on his neck for about nine minutes uh, while he's laying there. Um, while he's laying there, you know, he, he vocalizes a discomfort. He says he can't breathe. He says his stomach hurts. He cries out for his mother. Um, so, and we sit there and we watch this man's breath just and energy just slowly zap away, zap away. Um, and what might be just this man, this man might have died just in front of us, you know. Um, the coroner report does say, you know, he died from asphyxiation. Asphyxiation, <laughs> forgive me, but asphyxiation, sorry. But um, <clears throat> that's kind of like the summary of the events. And what's happened since is we've seen a lot of uh, protest out in the streets. Um, we've seen a lot of um, uh, social media movements. Um, this kind of served as a moment that broke, broke, broke the camel's back, so to speak. So um, I just kind of want to, you know, I don't want to dominate the conversation here, but, you know, why is this outrageous? Let me just kind of put that out on the table. So... Uh, Jeff, John, like, why do you think this moment is so outrageous? Uh, to to some some something that John said is one thing that I noticed. It, it it's it's the one thing that was boiling my blood was, uh, this this ex officer Derek Chauvin, while he has his head, I mean his his neck, his knee on George Floyd's neck. He has his hands in his pocket. It's like nonchalant like it's not a human life he's holding uh, i mean to him you know that's what it seems like to me yeah he's just like kneeling on the concrete or something or, or just kneeling not recognizing without any empathy without understanding that there's this person under his knee he just doesn't care and, and that's the one thing that that really stood out to me was just like just like nothing and it, it was just it was just getting me angry <clears throat> And and uh, the the fact that when the some of the reports came out, right, that for five minutes uh, he yelled out for help, and at that point, or five minutes and some seconds, he stops respond. He stops moving, but not even then does Derek Chauvin decide to take his knee off his neck. For three extra minutes after that, continue to have his knee on his neck, like there's. That's crazy. That's to me is like there is no um there is no understanding that that's a life to that's that just tells so much about that person to me. Really like the, 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 instead of saying um in fact there's there's um not just video but there's a uh, transcript of, of the video too where the other two officers were saying, "Hey, we we should put him on his side." And that officer uh Derek Chauvin says, nah, 
We're going to get them. We're going to keep them where we got them. And does not, the other officers understood there was something wrong, but they didn't do anything about it, first of all. But they understood, and they didn't do anything about it. That, to me, why. There's a couple of things wrong, right? Him, obviously, having no regard for life or for this person's particular life. And then the three uh, other officers not doing anything, not physically removing him to say, hey, you got to stop. Or, hey, we need to turn this guy over. They did nothing. And and this is this is this is important. This is big, right? Because they just got. I don't know if I'm jumping ahead of what you wanted to talk, but they the uh, Derek Chauvin initially got um, charged with third degree murder and manslaughter. Which, uh, when the other three officers got charged, his charge got upgraded to second degree murder, and the other two three officers also got charged for second degree murder. But let me tell you, we're talking about. Um, how can we make change? Those three officers need to be convicted of murder because then that will send a message to other cops that if you see something, you don't do nothing, you will go to prison too. Like, that has to change where the other officers have to physically move in and say, hey, you got to stop or stop him. They did nothing, man. They did nothing. One guy was actually just stopping from anybody, the, the, the Asian cop, just looking at everyone else, this was not even bothering to look and say, hey, maybe you should stop. Or the other two cops who said, hey, there's something wrong. He's not moving. Or they couldn't find a pulse. They still didn't get his knee off his neck. That's just crazy to me, man. And I think that's that's an important thing. That's where I think one of the important things that they have to see is that those three other cops, we obviously could see Derek Chauvin because we have video evidence of what he did. But these other three cops... It's important that they get convicted so that other cops will understand that if you do nothing, you will also go to prison. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're, you know, crimes of omission and, and, and are, are, can be just as bad. And no, I, I agree with both of you completely. I mean, listen, I, um, I'm very pro police. You know, police are, are very important in our society, they play a very, important role not everybody follows the rules and we need to have a system that protects the community um i have many you know best friends that are police officers family members i think we can all probably know many police officers in our lives and they're good cops or family people they do a, a a tough job um i mean i wanted to be a police officer i wanted to be you know i wanted to be an fbi agent it's really that had been my dream job you know and so i i um what they do is tough every day, wake up knowing that that might be a situation where they're not coming home. Uh, that's a tough, tough job to take on. And if you've never actually, you know, lived a life in that boots, it's hard to second guess uh, decisions, especially things that need to be done in, in instances. We're talking about seconds, right? But this example, and, and I, and I think from what I see in the media, from what I hear from my friends and what I see, you know, uh, on apps like TikTok is that, you know, the cops are pissed too because this just pushes back relations, police officer relations with communities decades. Pushes, it just, it just destroys that trust because at the end of the day, what people see is a white guy in a police uniform killing a black man. And that is such a powerful image that it's, and it's an image that, we see repeated t- 
time and time again. I mean, yes, there have been instances where the police officer has been, uh, you know, not white. There's been, there's obviously examples of police abuse that has come from uh, office, non-white officers. We know that. We're not ignorant to that. We, we all see that. But this is so much deeper. And when you look at this example of, of like you said, Khan, it, it's the callous disregard for human life in this specific situation mm-hmm. just speaks volumes. Yep. And that resonates with people. Because at some point, it just can't be another news story in one other news cycle that just gets washed away by the next happy cat goes surfing story, right? Which is, which is, we live in this repetition and um, something needs to be done. And I, and I think that that's what's led to all of this. I mean, we're all feeling it. It's, it's, and, and now even more powerful with social media because before, you know, 92 and things like you don't have social media, you don't have to see these images or hear people's opinions. It's, it's what you're hearing in the news cycle. But now you're sharing posts and, and memes and you're live streaming and it's just in your face. And I think that's a good thing. I think it's a good thing that we're forced to have some people have a very uncomfortable dialogue because they've been so used to just not having to have the dialogue and not being challenged. Um, that brings us where we are. Well, I, yeah. I think the biggest thing is that that and again, I mean, we're not anti-police, obviously, right? We understand that that you you need uh, the law enforcement, the police, the sheriffs, whatever, to to keep the community safe. I mean, it's it doesn't it doesn't um, uh, it doesn't uh, you know passes by the fact that that there is a need for that. We're not saying no, but the the issue is the the people who have who are wearing that badge who have some type of disposition against black people or people of color and the the way the the the, well, the way society handles that handles these people is the is the problem where they they you don't see them you know uh the you know a lot of times the, the police union is so powerful though too you know, the people who protect yeah. the police, too. I mean, it's that's funny. part of it's, it, too. It's, you know, you said that. And one of the one of the biggest things that I noticed that I that I had an issue with and I was like, man, why? Why don't they do it is, you know, the, the police the in Minneapolis, the, the the fraternal order police or whatever their union is, they saw the same video we did. And, you know, really, where where is the strength in coming out and saying that is not what we're about? Right. This guy was wrong. No, their response is, well, we need to see all the... What other facts are there to see? <laughs> what <laughs> other... see, right? But that, that's where they come out, from a defensive <laughs> position right away. And that just... that If it infuriates me, it's going to infuriate many other people, right? Yes. Where's yeah. the courage to come out and say, look, these are just bad cops. Bro, this... We don't see these people, but they, they don't. This know? cop, don't. Derek Chauvin, had... Uh, and I might be incorrect in a number, but I think it's either 13 or 16. It's one of those. I think I'm leaning towards 13. He had multiple, in the teens, multiple complaints about brutality against colored people. Like, he... he people of color. People of color. So, sorry, that's what I meant. Uh, um, he had 
this many complaints and only twice did he get reprimanded and not all these other times just they just got i don't know yeah swept swept under the rug it's like how how is that possible how is nothing being done like this was this was going to be the result at some point if you have 13 16 complaints of 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 of, uh um police brutality it's gonna happen at some point so there was no other choice at that point um yeah um, yeah dude I'm sorry. I'm like dominating the conversation. I didn't mean to, but oh no, that that's a that's those are important points. You know, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest. When I hear, you know, there were, I had looked it up right now because I was curious because I had heard a high number too, 18 complaints. 18. So, but I'm also a realist, and I'm not trying to make. I'm definitely not making excuses for this particular officer. And there's obviously something there to look at, but you also have to deal with the reality of policing and. People are going to be upset for a lot of different reasons, and there are people that are just going to complain for everything. So I, I'm not so much interested in what, how many complaints there were. I'd be interested really to learn more about the substance of the complaints. Is this somebody complaining because they got, you know, a, a, a jaywalking ticket or because he was rude, or is this somebody complaining because, hey, he beat me and planted evidence? I mean, so we have to look at that, and I think. When you work in in any sort of law enforcement or you know a public forward position, you're just gonna get complaints. Uh, so, but eighteen again, of them? Not, I, that's what. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but eighteen? I don't, 18, know, I don't that's know. a lot. There's a pattern or something, right? Yeah, yeah, we're definitely. But, but and and I I would speculate, and that's all this is speculation because I don't have the information. But I would mm-hmm. speculate that this particular person's pattern of complaints are probably not just you know that, but I don't know. Regardless of that, how do you how do you get from the point of, of where you are as a, a person who wants to join the police? What is the basis, right? You're there to help the community, or you're there because you're on a power trip. I mean, just segue a little bit. You got that kid cop in Denver who's been out of the academy eight months and posts that social media on Instagram. Uh, let's start a riot. You know, I mean, the guy is literally not even a year out of the academy and he's, he got canned. He got fired right away. He's on probation. Oh but you're, you're like, you know, where where is the common sense in this? You know, and and to to be where this particular officer was to have, like you said, and these other four officers just to not even look back, not even acknowledge, not even to, not even to say anything or not even to just push and say, listen, hey, get off this guy. We're moving on. We can control him some other way. In my book, they're just as guilty. In my book, it doesn't make a difference that they it wasn't their knee on George Floyd's throat, neck. It just doesn't. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Um, and and just to kind of like summarize like the the outrage, right? Is is we all recognize like a couple of things that were wrong in the situation. And Jeff, you brought up brought up just how inhumane it was to to see this and the fact that this happened uh john you kind of talked about like you know the loss the instances like this create a loss of trust between the community and the police department um and you you specifically brought up to like the the response of the minneapolis like police department union being lacking and and, and also like uh i want to point out like the attorney general and and the governments and and the powers that be right like no one really held um there weren't any political political government structures that that held this action 
held this officer accountable for this action. So what's happened in response of that to that is there's been an uprising by the people, right? right? And we've seen this Black Lives Matter movement uh, come to like the forefront of, of our nation once again. And I, I want to dive into this because I feel like this gets misinterpreted. Um, I feel like it gets misrepresented. Um, and, you know, again, we're not sociologists, right? We're not professors. Um, we're just kind of sharing our understanding. So um, we're all kind of, you know, we're recording this podcast and we stand in support of the Black Lives Matter movement. But like, John, why don't you tell me, like, what do you what do you perceive this Black Lives Matter movement? Like, what um, what does it stand for? What does it not stand for? Well, I mean, from my perspective as a, you know, brown, Latino male, I, I um, you know, I'm an immigrant. I, I was born in Honduras and uh, we immigrated, I immigrated to this country young uh, from New Jersey to New Jersey, then to uh, what was, I guess, South Central when I was a kid and now it's just South Los Angeles. And I, and I grew up in, you know, going to school, uh, junior high school and high school in Watts. Markham Intermediate and, and King Drew Medical Magnet, and King Drew. King yeah, Drew. these were predominantly uh, black communities <laughs> yeah. uh, at the time in the '80s, right? I mean, this is the time of Colors and and, and you know, those kind of movies and the Gang War, and so my, my perspective, Adidas, exactly. My perspective <laughs> is, is, has, has always been one of growing up in in a minority community and then going eventually to college and then law school in predominantly non-minority communities. <laughs> so uh, when I hear, you know, the whole Black Lives Matter movement to me, when I when it first began, I never ever in my head thought, oh, this movement is anti-police, this movement is anti-whites, uh, this movement is anti-anything. To me, it was very clear that the movement was, if anything, like a reminder, right? Black lives matter. In case you people are forgetting, they do matter, you know? Uh, we know that all lives matter, okay? Don't get me but, started on that. Dude. But, but let me remind you <laughs> that black <laughs> lives matter. Somebody needs to say it because at the end of the day, we are the ones that the government system and the history, you know, has really, has really, really concentrated efforts on keeping black lives down. I mean, think, I mean, listen, as Latinos, we can say, we can make the argument, our people were here, you know, before mostly anybody else, right? I mean, the, the Anglo-European community, they, were immigrants. They came from Europe. We know that. We, we know our basic you know, elementary school history. And we know that the, the Blacks that are in this country are descendants of a forced slavery that supposedly ended in the late 1800s, right, with the 13th Amendment. But every, every obstacle has been placed at, at this community's feet whether it's been drugs or politics or anything else. And all of a sudden we're just supposed to forget that the civil rights movement just happened in the fifties and sixties. We're supposed to think that somehow that that was something that happened a hundred years ago or 200 years ago, that that should just be forgotten in history. Now we're here. Mm -hmm. We are in 2020. Forget about that. 
The civil rights movement is literally things that have happened in the lifetimes of people we know, love, and care for that were actually there. This is a baby still. Why would you think that all that ingrained racism, all that in, all those ingrained stereotypes that have existed over the course of 200 plus years, all of a sudden are just going to be gone in the last 20, 30 years because we all hang out together. It just doesn't work that way. It's not what it is. And if you think that that's how it is, then you're just turning a blind eye to reality because there, you, then you, you've never been in that situation. You've never been in the situation of somebody calling you out for your race. And I'm sure we all have stories we can share, okay, about how that's happened to each one of us. I know I do. I'm sure you do as well. And even now with the temperament in this country, we're hearing it, right? You tell people you're an immigrant. So it's, to me, the Black Lives Movement has, it, it, it needs our support. It speaks to a, a culture of humanity. It speaks to just basic rights as a human being that we recognize that people are being marginalized and we need to say something. And it's not okay. It's not okay to pretend that we're all just hanging out, holding hands and singing Kubaya and life is great because it's, it's not. There is a disparity in income, disparity in opportunities, disparity um, in a lot of sectors of our our lives and this is the this has been a powerful way to bring attention to that bro, we I'll, shouldn't be afraid of it we should be embracing it yeah bro i would see it every time i you know when when at least a black lives matter movement to me would just i mean it was simple to me was stop killing us yeah i mean the black people saying stop killing us like it's just like you said there's a huge disparity you see it all the time. Sometimes you even see it on video. There'll be a guy with a knife, everybody in, in, in a white person running around, and they'll like easily try to put him down, try to make sure he drops the knife. If that person would have been black, they would have shot him. You know what I mean? It's like you see that all the time. And the thing is, you know, you bring up, you you say that, and I'm sure there's people out there listening, or we've all had it. There's like, well, you don't know that. You don't know that that would happen. Well, that's the problem. You're right. I don't know that. But I'm, I also don't live in a vacuum. I understand, you know, where I live, the experiences people have, that I think that's a pretty good estimate of what would happen. That's a pretty <laughs> good approximation. Right. And if that person would have been black, they would have been shot. Yeah. We don't know for sure. We don't. We don't know for sure, but, but we've just but seen if it. if I'm a betting man, I'm betting that that's what would have happened. Like, who would have thought? Who? How would George Floyd would have thought that if he, because of a $20 counterfeit bill, he would be dead that day? You know what I mean? It's like, for just because of that, oh, and other uh, these these other instances that's happened, Fernando right. Castro, uh, um, uh, Ahmaud Arbery, all these other people who never right. thought they would have right. been killed for whatever. Sleeping in your own bed, sleeping in your own, own bed. house, <laughs> you know, <laughs> hanging out in your own apartment. Right? Uh, yeah. What about the uh, yeah John Botham? I think a Gene yeah. Botham. Like he's Gene, he's Gene. Yeah. Gene Gene Botham. Right. He, he's in his he's in his house. Yeah, Cup goes into house. the wrong apartment and he gets shot. Like, yeah. come on, you know it's just it's just insane to me. But I mean, I, if I saw another All Lives Matter post on social media, I was about to throw <laughs> my phone to the freaking moon because it's like <laughs> people who post that, or at least my experience, every time I see that, 
to me make it seem like they feel that that the people who are saying black lives matter are saying that only those lives matter but who cares about the other lives and that's not the point that's yeah, not the point I, I don't think it's ever been the point no it's not and i don't you know these people who put that i man i don't want to say i you know Listen, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be on this and be a hypocrite. I know that I probably have at some point reposted a like a Blue Lives Matter meme, and I meant it because they do matter. There needs to be a, there needs to be a recognition, especially when we're seeing you know cops being killed, showing up to uh, you know domestic violence event. It's sad. It's it's it, it resonates with me as well because I know that could be a friend of mine or that could be a family member. Absolutely. So uh, you know, but it, it's never as a response as to. Hey, Black Lives Matter is wrong because you know this is this is the defense to that. It's not a it's not a tit for tat, you know. So <laughs> I can a, tell the difference. Look, I, I can totally tell the difference of those people who uh, um, who put blue, blue lives matter because they believe it. Yes, yeah. there is. I mean, we we uh, to some degree, some some police officers um, need to be protected too from from people who have their anger misplaced. To certain people too, I, I get that too. But I specifically, I'm talking about the people who put it in defense of the Black Lives Matter. Thing. That's what I'm saying. That's like, what I'm saying. Right, the, I agree. They are people that I, yeah, there are people who I've seen, who I've just could tell. And looking at and 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 have put something else under it, who are, who <laughs> it's almost racist to say it's like, well, it's not only them. I've seen right. that, no, and I'm agree. like, I agree completely. Come on, man! It, it, it's when they put it in defense, like you said. I think that's a good way to put it. Like yeah, you did. Um, I think, I think, um, uh, when I hear when I hear someone say like all lives matter, I think there is um a misinterpretation, right? When when we're saying Black Lives Matter, we're not saying only Black Lives Matter, or or in, and we're also not saying Black Lives Matter more than anyone else. Um, uh, what we interpret it, like, I mean, everybody here on the podcast interprets it as, um, there is a problem and it needs to be fixed. Yeah. There's a and, systematic failure. In our yeah. Family. Yeah. Yes. And these, you know, um, these are, these are actual statistics and I'm going to cite the, the source, right? Like, so according to the National Academy of Science, the National Academy of Science has a study. And according to their study, black men are 2.5 times more likely to die than, than white men uh, by a police officer. Um, and uh, we, we take that as, 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 you know, a reflection that something's wrong, something's broken. Um, and that's what needs to be fixed, right? So it's not that, it's not that uh, you know, there, that other communities don't matter. It's that the black community is particularly dealing with this issue um, and it needs to be fixed. That's what Black Lives Matter. It's not that all lives, like when we say all lives matter, we're, we, yeah, you're right. But currently, the black, the black community is facing issues that uh, more so than, than, than any other community. And we need to support them. And we need to recognize yeah. that it's a problem. Yes, absolutely. And we need to, and we have a voice, and we need to stand up to injustice when we see it, not just, not just because we haven't experienced it, because we haven't lived it. That all of a sudden, that all of a sudden means it doesn't exist. I told somebody the other day, listen, I've never seen fifty million dollars in cash. Pretty sure it exists. <laughs> just because <laughs> I haven't seen it doesn't mean it doesn't exist, right? 
So we could ask Elon Musk. We could ask Jeff you know, Bezos. Yeah, they've seen it. <laughs> it exists. Why? Why? Why close your eyes? Why be afraid of recognizing that it exists? There's a problem, and the way yeah. you, the way you recognize it is by accepting it, accepting the 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 call that Black Lives Matter. Yeah, um, and uh, you know, thankfully. Um, a lot of people have, right? And a lot of, uh, we can see marches all throughout, you know, the country and all throughout the world. You know, we've I've seen uh, marches in like London, in Paris, in uh, Ber- Berlin, in, uh, in Brazil, in Argentina. They're just, they're all over the world. Um, and, you know, with the, it's a, it's a, it's, it's great that people are showing solidarity Right. They're showing that, you know, even though um, I'm not black, I stand behind this uh, this movement and and behind the need to fix law enforcement and and fix uh, systematic racism. So we support like we support marching, but we we also want to talk about and and let me take a step back before I transition. It's like um, people have a right to be angry. Right. People have a right to be angry, and we've all experienced, uh, we don't even need to dive into it, but we've all experienced, you know, um, like racism from a police officer in our lives personally. Like I know Jeff has, I'm sure John has, I have. And, it, and it's, uh, it's upsetting um, because, you know, you're experiencing something oppressive, but because of the circumstances, you just kind of have to eat it. You, and it's upsetting, right? It's wrong. And um, some of that anger and that frustration uh, has been manifesting itself in these riots in, uh, you know, the form of looting and rioting. Uh, And like we want to say, you know, we support the protesting, but we really, really want to advocate, you know, do not uh, do not loot, do not riot. Um, The the violence and and the damage that's, that's being done takes away from the cause. And guys, like I, uh, I know I'm not the only one, you know. And I think, well, you know, for anybody who's listening and thinking about going out there, anybody who's angry, you know, what would you say to somebody who's maybe like on the brink of of um, expressing themselves in that way? And I, that's tough, and it's something that I've wrestled with um, because I'm a believer of individual choices and and rights, and with choices come consequences and. As long as you're aware of what those can be and you're willing to deal with those, then you need to do what you need to do. Uh, I'm not a supporter of the looting. I don't, to me, like you, like you said, uh, you know, it just, to me, it detracts. I was, I, I engaged in a, in a friendly uh, disagreement with, with a family member recently. And I, my position is like, especially with the looting, especially when you're looting small businesses. Okay. Maybe Target and Starbucks people, they have insurance and that's the argument. Oh, they have insurance. Let me tell you, I'm a small business owner. I don't have insurance that's going to cover me for looting or rioting. I, I don't, you know, I have insurance that's required by law, workers comp, uh, you know, and some other extra stuff, but I don't anticipate the cost of having that and many small businesses don't. And at the end of the day, I, I tell people, how is that going to help your message? Because if anything, these small business owners are the people who vote are the people who fundraise, are the people who give money to the politicians. And what do you think their reaction is going to be? Is their reaction going to be, oh, no, I get the, I get your message now because you looted my store, so let me rebuild and do this. No, their reaction is going to be, we need more police. You guys, 
you know, government, you weren't hard enough on these people. We, we, you know, we need more punishment. It's just, it, it defeats the purpose of everything. It's a vicious circle. So if you want to engage in direct conflict with, with police, I would not recommend it. I would, I would try to talk you out of it, but at least in that situation, you know, you're putting yourself in danger and then you just have to deal with that. It makes no sense to me. I'm a believer of the nonviolent protest, um, sit-ins. I mean, people, it's, I think it's actually, I think it's actually harder to be a nonviolent protester than it is to be yeah. a looter and a violent protester. Yeah. Because to be a nonviolent protester, you have to have immediate, you have to have a high level of calm, a high level of dedication to your cause and, and sit there and march and, and put in the time. Uh, that's tough. Throwing a brick at a car, that's a hoodlum thing. Anybody can do that. Mm -hmm. Look, uh, here we are, guys. You guys tell me if I'm, if I'm wrong, but this is how I feel. There's a big difference between rioters and looters. Absolutely. Huge, huge difference. Two right? different species. <laughs> Two different things. I think rioting, um, and I've never been to a, a protest where people start rioting. I've never done that. I've never been in that situation. I only can only tell and I can only say from what I've seen, but I've noticed or just by seeing and, and reading a few things is that writing starts when people are protesting and then there's a clash with Police. law enforcement yeah. and then the writing starts, yeah. right? Something like that. So, and then obviously looting are the hoodlums who take advantage of the chaos and riots and go in there and try to steal some Jordans. Or whatever, <laughs> and 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 start uh, destroying property and stealing and whatever. Though I see that I remember in high school uh, when the Rodney King uh, stuff was going on, and uh, uh, there was a girl that was sitting next to me, and uh, was kind of detailing to other friend how many TVs they took and how many uh, other stuff they were taking. I was like, dang, I can't believe it. Just talking about it like whatever. So, yeah, there's a big difference between looting and, and rioting. I agree. Um, and I know some people would be like, oh, that's, you know, the, the whole riots. Why are people doing that? Why is that? And and I don't think that people, I, I for and this is disregarding the looters, but I don't think people who are out there protesting are already thinking about rioting. I think rioting happens as a result of that clash between the people who are passionate and protesting and the law enforcement who feel that, that they have to exert authority over them. Or in some cases, defend themselves. You're right. Yeah. Because they might be throwing bottles. Right. And, and yeah, absolutely. There's people who are angry enough where a, a brick is thrown, a rock is thrown yeah. at a police officer. And yeah. then, of course, they got to defend themselves. But that's where it happens. That's where riots happen, right? There's an anger. Sometimes they, they're so angry that stuff like that happens. But I thought something that was very, very interesting... Um, Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated on April 4th, 1968. People went to protest, and then they had the, the King riots, you know, the, the, that happened. Seven, seven days of rioting, and then in 19, April 11th, 1968, the, uh, the second part of the, of the Civil Rights Act was signed by Lyndon B. Johnson. Yeah. So, I mean... There's yeah. a power, right? There's Absolutely. a yeah. There's, there's something power. there to say like Absolutely. you need that sometimes to, for people can be heard and change can happen. Yeah. And I'm talking about the, the riots, right? Not looting. It's the right. the, the rioting. Sometimes the, to me, the rioting is the clash with the government. Right. 
And sometimes that needs to be done in order to be heard and for change to happen. I don't I don't just dis- I don't disagree that it, sometimes it needs to happen. I just think, you know, me personally, uh I I you would throw a brick instead of a Molotov. I, yeah, I, I, I don't. I, I wouldn't do either because I'm just I'm a lover, not a fighter. <laughs> I have other other ways, but some people have that that level of passion that they're okay with that. You know, I, to to an extent that I'll admit that I'm more of a submissive when it comes to authority, especially police. You know, maybe the way I was conditioned and I was grown up, it's just it's it's harder for me to to be that way. And I get that. I get that. That's my shortcoming. And maybe because I haven't personally, again, experienced something that that's driven me to the to the level of I feel like, oh, I need to engage in, in you know, combat with somebody. I mean, fighting's not an issue. I've been in fights, you know, uh, but it, it's just it's. I get it. I can I I can understand. Hey, wait, 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 wait. We can't just pass yeah, that yeah, up. Yeah, you've right? been you've been flex? in fights. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I've been a, I knocked a few people out. Okay. What people what people don't know is that John John's over here. John over here. Some people call him John Wick. Not just John <laughs> Hernandez. This is John Wick over here, dude. He actually is a practitioner of Krav Maga. No, absolutely. Come on, man. (laughs) But, uh, no, but, you know. uh, Wait, 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 wait. wait. We're not done here yet. You got into a big fight last year? Don't pass that up. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I got in a fight last year. Wait, wait, wait. You want me to tell you a story? Yeah. What are you talking about? Uh, I'll tell you a story really quick. As quick as I can. So I'm I'm out uh, uh, on a date, actually. And date ends really nice out by K-Town. And uh, I... uh, I get into my car, and of course, I'm, ca- I'm calling the homies because the homie knew I was on a date, and the homie wanted to know how to go, right? So I'm calling him, and I look, and all of a sudden, I'm hearing this woman screaming. And I look in my rear view, and this young guy is literally dragging this girl by her hair across the parking lot. What? And right behind my car. And I'm like, what's going on here? So I tell the homie, hey, I got to I gotta go. And I take my phone right and, and i come outside and i tell the guy hey you know what are you you're like an idiot what are you doing and he's like you know so he starts uh explaining himself in a lot of expletives and telling me what but he's still dragging the girl and i'm like hey i'm gonna call the cops you know let her go and uh he wouldn't so i got really close to him he got really close to me and next thing you knew he was swinging i was blocking i got him to the ground um got into some little jujitsu moves and then was able to take his back. And then I got concerned that I he had friends or something. And the girl's screaming. And I'm like, holy cow. And so I'm like dragging him across the, the ground so I could get my back against uh, a car, this pickup truck, because I figured that way nobody could come behind me. And then I get afraid that he has a weapon or a knife or a gun or something. So I have him basically in, in, a, in a head grip. I have his throat against me. And with my right hand, I'm trying to feel his waist, but I don't get his waist, and now he's really pissed off because I'm fondling him, <laughs> looking for a gun like, or a knife. He's like, what is this guy doing? He's like, yeah, filling me up. And then, and then all these people start coming out, and I guess he had caused a ruckus inside the restaurant. They had already called the cops, and uh, they helped me hold him down, and then, you know, I'm, like, gassed. I can barely breathe, and <laughs> I, what seemed like 20 minutes, I looked at my 
watch had been like two minutes. <laughs> I was, I'm like done. I was and then, uh, but that was it. You and your in your mind, it was like that. In that, my uh, mind, it was like the John Wick scene where he, like, he picked out like 20 dudes. Or like <laughs> but it was like 90 seconds total of time, and I was dying. I could barely catch a breath. And so, amazing. anyways, the cops come. They take. She was Korean. They're a Korean couple. We were at a Korean uh, restaurant. Uh, and uh, at the end of the day, it just went down. That's uh, that's that's crazy, dude. That's yeah. a. I was. Off. Oh, we lost your mic. Your mic. Sorry. <laughs> How's that? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. No, he he was reaching back because I was trying to like you know I was trying to <laughs> pass out, scratching my face, scratching my arms. <laughs> it was it was bad. Man, but, nobody got video of that. Nobody got video of that. <laughs> I mean, it was only ninety seconds. You don't think somebody it was got 90 it? Seconds. It was quick. <laughs> that's a that's a TikTok video right there. And then afterwards, I'm like, what was I thinking? You know, what was I doing? I don't know what this guy had. I don't know who he was with. Yeah. I couldn't see. But again, you know, that goes back to the situation of like, what would you do in that situation? It was, it was a what would you do moment. And I'm proud of myself. I'm proud that I, I did what I thought I needed to do to protect somebody from harm. Now, if it had been a cop doing something, I don't know. That's that's four cops and lots of people. I, I, I like to think that I probably what I would have done is I would have called nine one one at least. You know? Yeah, yeah. Said, hey, there, there's a there's a cop here, you know, killing somebody. Send send a supervisor, send somebody, you know? What uh, if, at the minimum, but yeah, who knows? Wow. It's, it's, uh, That's crazy, man. So 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 yeah, so yeah, I agree with you though. At the end of the day, there's criminals and there's people who have values and a mission. And those values and a mission and the and their dedicated stalwart belief in that um, may lead to confrontation with police that may lead to confrontation that becomes a riot. And to me that, that can, even though it's not something I would do, I'm not saying that there's not justification. Yeah, man, you guys are, I love, I love uh, the way you guys are articulating all of this. Cause yeah, you're right. Um, it's, it's uh, inaccurate for me to clump looting and rioting. Uh, but you know, at the end of the day, like I do want to say, and, and I think I speak for all of us, like, um, you know, we're, we're, we're outraged about the loss of life more than we are about the damage of property. Absolutely. Um, and we value 100% life over properties, you know, yeah, but you know, you know, and let me, let me just, I'm sorry, yeah. but let me just add this because this is, this is, I think where the argument gets lost. Cause I've had this argument with people where I say, I don't see the value in the, in the writing and the looting of the property. And they say, they, I've had people say, Oh, you know, you're not value, you're valuing the life more of the, of the property than you are of the loss of life. And I say, I say to that, no, I'm not, I'm not valuing it because at the end of the day, the loss of life is by four, by far the most important issue. Okay. But I can still have an opinion that I don't see how the, the property damage helps the cause. Yeah. But I'm not going to discount the need for the demonstration because of that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, so, you know, a dense, dense discussion. And um, I know that uh, um, maybe a lot of you are, are asking yourself, what can I do? Right. So um, I just want to kind of dive really quick into some things that you can you can like start doing in order to kind of help uh, what's going on. 
So first of all, it's you can you can donate, and I'm gonna kind of say this slowly just in case anybody writes this down. There's a couple organizations that you could donate to, right? And we'll post them on our social media too. Great, great. Yeah. So there's the George Floyd Memorial Fund, uh, the Minnesota Freedom Fund, uh, Reclaim the Reclaim the Block is a nonprofit organization, and the Innocent Project is another nonprofit organization. Uh, there's a lot of petitions you can sign, and you will find all of them on change.org. Um, you can sign up for text alerts, and um, uh, so Floyd, so text Floyd to 55156. You can text Justice to 668336. You can text Enough to 55-165. And there's other actionable items, uh, you know, other actionable actions you can take. Uh, we've already talked about marching and, and protesting. Um, obviously, register to vote. And I don't want to make this like a large political discussion, but um, I think one thing we tend to overlook is local elections, right? Like, who is your mayor? Absolutely. What does your mayor believe? Who's your district attorney? Um, what does your district attorney believe? These are all people that, that you place in power. We place in power. And when was the last time you took the time to find out who, who's being elected um, in in the uh, justice system in your local community, right? Like I, you know, I'm guilty. Like I have no idea who like the district attorney is here. I have no idea that even judges are elected by us, the people, and we're we're not taking the time to learn these things and and to keep those people accountable. So register to vote. And don't just get lost in the big national picture. You know, do some digging and find out who, who is up for election locally and and who you can appoint. Um, and then, of course, educate yourself. And on that note, uh, we're gonna go back to being the beta report, and we want to just kind of talk about movies that we've learned from. Um, this is like a dense issue. You know, obviously you can read books, but you know, the storytelling is powerful. And on that note, dude, like, what movies have you learned from? So. Con, dude, are there any movies you want to kind of throw out there? Bro, uh, actually, it's a, it's more of a, a series, but if you go over to Netflix and search up When They See Us about the uh, Central Park Five, uh, man, you get pissed. <laughs> I, haven't, you, I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it oh, yet. Bro. I've seen a lot about the story before. I just think it would. I I have to like prepare myself emotionally to you, watch it. I just think I'd be be very angry during the, most of that series. Absolutely, yeah. dude. You have to be prepared because you'll be angry, you'll be you'll be pissed. And I think it's it's sort of what we haven't really touched on, and it's just a large discussion is the the issue about syst systematic uh, racism, and you could see it in full blown effect in when they see us when they get five. Uh, kids pretty much that are some are black and some are uh of mixed race uh and they are accused of uh a sexual assault on someone and then you see everything that goes on um you know and obviously they're later on they're 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 as adults they're exonerated but it's it's just a crazy series man it's worth watching really to to really understand the problem and uh it, it's just really well done too um so yeah it's when they see us it's on netflix it's uh i don't remember how many episodes uh there's a couple ep uh, episodes on there and uh I, I think you should go check that out yeah 
Yeah, I saw that too. It's 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 powerful. It's moving and it's real life. Um, this is about the Central Park Five, which is a real incident, and it's tied to the Innocent Project, which is one of the nonprofits that we or that that we listed. It's only four episodes. That's what it was. I wasn't sure if it was three or four, but it's four episodes. They're dense, ladies and gentlemen. I know. They're heavy. It's heavy, man. <laughs> but it's good. It felt like eight episodes or something, dude. It's only like four, but yeah. Yeah. John. John, man. Um, so I'm going to go a little bit in different route because I think it's important to understand or re- be reminded of what the precipice was for this community. And watching a movie like 12 Years a Slave, mm. uh, um, uh, watching movies like uh, The Birth of a Nation, you know, which are, you know, one of the, the first black and white motion pictures of its era that, that really gives rebirth to the, to the KKK and the glorification of that, to, to give things context that this is not, there's a history here of pissed off people, <laughs> you know, who rightfully should be pissed off from what was done to them. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's not a vacuum. This is not something new in 2020. It wasn't something new in 1992. It wasn't something new in the sixties. This is, you know, this is ingrained in the fabric of what is America. And we, we have to, we have to sometimes take a step back and, and, look at that uncomfortable nature of who we were. And I say we, I mean, I'm an American. I mean, I understand that, you know, I'm not, I wasn't, a, I don't come from white plantation owners, but I'm an American. And that is part of our history that leads to where we are now. And if you don't, if you don't understand that, you're going to have a hard time understanding why people are so angry today. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm just glad you didn't say Tiger King. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, uh, Uno. What about you? Yeah. Um. So I uh, th- there's a couple of Netflix ones. So there's 13, which is a documentary on just the history of law enforcement, uh, the history of um, of slavery and free labor, and it's just really dense. But it does a really good job of explaining how. I know you might some some listeners might be like. 12 years a slave what does that matter now like slavery was blank like years ago why does that matter now and watch 13th just because you can see that there's a connection to right. to that um and then uh, another one this is a short so netflix has a has a series called explained and explained is just these short little episodes like 20 20 30 minutes they have one called the racial wealth gap but it does a really good job of explaining again just kind of like systems and how systems work and how systems work against certain people, uh, specifically the black community. Um, and um, uh, last but not least, I just recently saw on Apple TV, uh, for those of you who might have Apple TV, uh, a movie called The Banker. Um, so The Banker it stars, um, stars our boy, Anthony Mackie and Samuel Jackson. And it kind of tells the story of... Um, of uh who does anthony mackie play um tells the story of an investor who moved to los angeles and wanted to start you know buying buildings uh his name was bernard garrett um but anyway the the banker's a really good 
uh, story that kind of like puts all these theories and, and these concepts that the racial wealth gap talks about and 13th talks about. And you see like a story of where it actually played out. So again, Netflix, the 13, 13th, Netflix explained racial wealth gap and the banker on Apple TV. There it is. Those are Dude, our wait, what, 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 what? Ba- banker on Apple TV is really good, guys. It's yeah, really I have it. Movie. I have it on my watch list. Yeah, it's good. Dude, anytime you have Anthony <laughs> Mackie and Samuel Jackson, you have to watch it. Yeah, dude. You know, you got two two great actors there. Um, yeah, man, those are our picks of the week. Without uh, Jay's uh, pick of the week yell, there we should have it next week though. We'll have him yelling pick of the week next week. <laughs> But there, yeah, there you go. But hey, uh, uh, can I, I, guys, can I uh, can I make a quick plug about something before we we close out? No, Absolutely. we're done. No, let's go. <laughs> Move on. No, just kidding. Of course. So I just course. I just became part of a network of lawyers. We're trying to get a hundred lawyers strong. I think we're we're close to that now. A hundred lawyers. Um, it is the the uh, Justice X project, and uh, it's a it's a group of uh, lawyers throughout uh, Southern California that are coming together to uh, represent any individuals who have been arrested for protesting pro bono. So if, if you've been arrested or know somebody that's been arrested, run, run that again, dude, say it one yes. more time for the people. Let's go. My it's, God, we're talking about what could people do to help. And you're one of the people that can do that. Let's go, man. Is I can represent you in court, but Oh, really quick. I, I can represent you in court. Yeah. So I just mean, you call this number eight, seven, seven, Seven one justice or info at justice-x.com. And if, if you've been arrested for protesting, uh, this group will hook you up with an attorney who will represent you uh, pro bono uh, or at least give you advice. I mean, I'm not going to say that your case will be accepted or anything like that because I'm just learning about the group. I'm just becoming involved, but they are sharing uh, information on social media. And so, uh, if you have any questions, they're the people to ask. I haven't been assigned anybody or I haven't been, I haven't had to, uh, I haven't been given any, any case, but I, the name of the group is the protesters defense Alliance. And if you've been arrested for protesting and you need legal help, you can call eight, seven, 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 one justice, J U S T I C E. Or you can email at info, I-N-F-O, at justice-x.com. So info at justice-x.com. And that's for anybody who's been uh, arrested protesting, hundred up to 100 lawyers, maybe more, getting involved to provide uh, free help and representation. There you go, man. Awesome. Thank you so much for uh, sharing that with everybody, dude. I'm sure that there's uh, there might be people who might need that help, right, uh, Uno? Yeah, dude. Uh, I know a couple. <laughs> Shout so, out. There you go, man. Thanks so much, everybody, for joining us in a, just a special episode to kind of, you know, uh, in, in some cases, just kind of vent, but also share what we feel and uh, give you some information. We're going to try to post uh, some of that information on our social media, uh, you know, information about where you can uh, donate, where you can educate yourself about these issues. And uh, we gave you you know, what to watch because we are the beta report. So we want to educate you guys by watching something that would probably uh, help you out as well too. So thank you so much for everything. Visit our, our uh, social media sites at the beta report, check us out there. And I hope you guys enjoyed this time. Thank you so much, John, for being with us. And again. 
And uh, uh, to to our listeners, man, feel free to slide in our DMs if you want to keep having this conversation. Uh, we know it's complex. It's not something you can just uh, knock out in an hour. Um, I, I'm open to talking, chopping it up with everybody. Um, uh, so, yeah. For sure. <laughs> yeah, thanks a lot, man. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you so much, uh, John. We really, yeah, really do appreciate you being here, man. My pleasure, guys. Thanks you for thank you for having me. Yeah, it won't be the last time because if you, we need to know more about these little. I mean, you're like so scuffles. <laughs> yeah, but not just that. So subtle. It's like he likes to like. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I knock somebody out. But yeah, let's talk about. <laughs> or uh, we need uh, people who can help the community. Uh, yeah, I could probably. Oh, yeah, I could it. defend you. <laughs> defend you pro bono. <laughs> pro bono. But let's talk about something else. Like, wait, what? Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, you're the man, dude. Let's 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 continue that conversation. But we we'll definitely have John again soon. Thank you so much, dude, for joining us. Actually, we want to do also remind you guys. Uh, number remind you, just telling you for the first time, we have a special guest next week. So come back. Uh, it's not you, John. Got to give you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> nah, okay, man. Thank you so much, everybody. We'll see you guys next week for the Beta Report. This is the con. This is Odo. Until next week.